What's up, Dolphin fans? Welcome to the same old Dolphin Show. I'm Josh Katzker. With me today and every day is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people. What's up, Dolphin fans? Brain, this is a weird, a weird and wild episode of the same old Dolphin Show. Because we're we're here to talk about a Dolphins victory. A Miami Dolphins victory. Yay! The Dolphins put it together and defeated the Denver Broncos by a final score of 35 to 9. And suddenly Did they though? I mean, yes, they won 35 to Did they put it together? Well, see, that, now before you before we do that, let's just say that this morning you woke up the sky was blue. The birds were singing. Everybody is so happy Ugh. because the Miami Dolphins got a victory. And guess what? They're one game back in the oh, loss column. Oh, shut up. Come on. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. I am not... I'm certainly not suggesting that the Miami Dolphins are a playoff-bound team or that they are even uh, should even be considered in the race. It's just hysterical to me that they are in this position, that this team that has been so dreadful over the past five weeks before this game against the Denver Broncos currently finds themselves at 5-7 and seven and within spitting distance of the sixth and final uh, AFC playoff spot. It's, it's kind of amazing. But so... Listen, let's start with the positives because there are some positive things here, okay? We, we There's plenty of time to talk about all the negative things. And, you know, if you've been listening to the show regular, you, regularly, you know we're going to talk about them. But, <coughs> excuse me, still getting over this cold. Thanks, Brain, for covering the last show while I was down for the count. But uh, let's talk about some positive things, right? First of all, Kenyon Drake looked really good as as the feature back for the Miami Dolphins. With, with Damian Williams out with shoulder injury, uh, Kenyon Drake put you know took on the entire load, and I, I think you know it was probably his best individual performance of his career at any level. Twenty three carries for one hundred and twenty yards and a touchdown. He also added three receptions for twenty one yards. Uh, it was a very, very good performance from Kenyon Drake. Um, he didn't show any signs of his butterfingers. So in that regard, a very positive um, display from Kenyon Drake. Uh, your favorite Miami Dolphins, Xavier Howard, had a couple of interceptions, including a pick six. Um, that looked good. Xavier Howard looked to like finally, maybe he's uh, maybe finally... Starting to come around, although, as I'm sure we're going to talk about, maybe we need to pump the brakes a little bit on getting too excited about Xavier Howard because he was playing against the Denver Broncos team that was starting their third different quarterback in as many games. And Trevor Simeon is, I mean, listen, if there's a, if there's a team in the NFL with a worse quarterback situation than the Miami Dolphins right now, it's probably the Denver Broncos. That They're a little bit of a mess in that position. But at any rate, it was good to see Xavier Howard play well. The defensive line finally looked like 
the defensive line that we thought we were going to see, at least in, in terms of pass rush. Uh, they had quite a few sacks on the game, which looked really good. Uh, let's see. It was a total of three sacks, and uh, they, they got a lot of pressure on Trevor Simeon. There ended up being two safeties in the game. I can't remember. I don't know that I've ever seen the Dolphins score two safeties in one game. Uh, Jordan Phillips, in particular, looked really good on the defensive line for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Fade looked good for the Dolphins. This was just... All in all, it was it was nice to see the Dolphins win and win comfortably over a team like the Denver Broncos. Uh, and that, I think, was enjoyable. So brain, before you go down the negative route, give me some positives that you want to talk about from this game. Oh, yeah, I mean, I think you touched on on the big ones, which is Kenyon Drake looked good. Uh, Kenyon Drake looks like a guy that can be a good, solid running back for this team in the future. You know, not just this year. Um, you know, that was actually the number one ranked rush defense in the NFL. So... I would go as far as to say not only did Kenyon Drake look good, but the offensive line played a hell of a game. I thought that that was impressive and that they continued to play well even after Mike Pouncey went out with an injury. So I thought I was impressed with that. I was impressed with the the run blocking. Uh, the pass protection was, for the most part, pretty solid. The, the Dolphins' offensive line, I thought, played a really good game. And Kenyon Drake... Um, while he may not be the the bruising, get-you-a-ton-of-yards-after-contact guy like a Jay Ajayi, he does give you that breakaway uh, threat. That guy that at any, at any given time can, you know, break one for 60 yards for a touchdown – and he's not going to get caught from behind. And that's really what Kenyon Drake does, aside from also being a threat out of the backfield. So Kenyon Drake's looked very good. And he is certainly, you know, a complete running back. Uh, maybe maybe you could even make the case a more complete running back than a Jay Ajayi. Um, but I think if he's going to be your guy going forward... He needs to show that he can consistently that he can consistently pick up, you know, the the short yardage runs between the tackles, not just be a guy that, you know, can can break away and hit the home run, but can also uh, when you need him to on third and one, third and two, get those tough yards between the tackles. Um, now that Jay Ajayi isn't there, I don't know that the Dolphins have that guy. And regardless of whether Kenyon Drake is the starter uh, going into next year, and by the way, Sonoris Perry got a couple carries in this game. He got at least one. I, I want to say he got a couple of carries. He had five carries for 22 yards, Sonoris yeah, Perry. Yeah, he, you know, he looks like he's got potential. This is still a team that's going to need to add another running back uh, in the offseason, uh, whether, whether through the draft or whether through free agency. But what you've got now in Kenyon Drake – maybe, you know, kind of lets you know, 
maybe we, even though we need to draft a running back, maybe we don't need to draft a running back in the first round because you don't want to draft a running back in the first round unless they're an elite guy and you don't want to be pigeonholed into saying we need to draft a running back because we don't have any. It looks like at the very least Kenyon Drake is serviceable. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he holds up because this is a guy that, has never been a workhorse at any level, uh, not at the pros, not at college. Even in high school, he was a guy who split carries. So this is a guy who who has never uh, been a guy that you can give the ball to 20, 25 times a game on a consistent basis. So it'll be interesting to see how he holds up, uh, especially if Damian Williams continues to miss time. And that seems to be... Uh, the news is that Damian Williams isn't expected to be back this week. So uh, you can expect that Kenyon Drake is going to see another heavy workload next week against New England, uh, provided the Dolphins aren't behind by 30 in the second half, um, which is possible. Other than the offensive line and Kenyon Drake, Xavier Howard had a nice game. I kind of ripped Xavier Howard last week. Uh, he has not been good. He has been bad this year. He had a nice game. He also played a quarterback that, look, Trevor Simeon has not been the worst quarterback in the league, you know, the last year and a half or so. But last week, that was as bad a quarterback as I have ever seen on Sunday. really, really terrible. I mean... He was horrific. Yeah, really I mean, bad. not only did like it wasn't like he he missed ha- he threw fifty percent or completed fifty percent of his passes or forty percent. It's not like you know forty percent of his passes were completed, but like sixty of them were accurate, and there was really good defense. I would say sixty percent of his passes, the receiver didn't even have a chance. I mean, it was bad. He was horrific, and Xavier Howard got a you know stepped in front of a of a poorly thrown ball and took it to the house. Good job. That's what you're supposed to do. And he you know he defended some passes. He he covered Demarius Thomas well. He had a good game, so he should be commended. I'm not ready to sit here and say Xavier Howard is now a shutdown corner because his body of work says that he's a below average starting corner quarterback. Uh, one of the worst starting cornerbacks in the league this season, but he had a nice game against a really bad quarterback. It's good. He's young. He can get better. He can improve. That's what you want to see, and you definitely want to see him you know, eat in that matchup. You want to see him feast on those bad quarterback matchups, and he did a good job, so he, you know, he, he was great. The defensive line? It was a good game, but it was predictably a good game for the defensive line because Denver's offensive line is terrible. And if there's one strength of this Dolphins defense, it's their D line. So uh, they did what they were supposed to do. And that's what this game kind of was. It was like the Dolphins pretty much played the same way they've played all year. It's not like the Dolphins played this picture perfect ball game. They turned the ball over three times. The offense didn't look, you know, particularly explosive until the game kind of got out of hand in the fourth quarter. At one point in this game, 
I mean, uh, by the way, the offense also, you know, they they turned the ball over three times. They gave up a defensive touchdown. <laughs> so it's not like they had this great game. At one point in this game, it was the third quarter, and the two defenses on the field had accounted for more points than the two offenses. That's how bad these two offenses are and how bad they were in this game. And I'm not going to sit here and, and feel all rosy about the way the Dolphins played when they basically were handed the game. They ha- right. they were handed the game. They right. took it. They did what they were supposed to do. They did enough. Great. Right. They won. You don't want to get too carried away about the Dolphins win because at the end of the day, this is ends up being a pretty same old Dolphins kind of win because in these years past where the Dolphins end up seven and nine, eight and eight, they always, they always seem to get that way, get, find their way to seven or eight wins. And that process, part of that process is beating the teams that you're, that, that are worse than you. You know, the Dolphins routinely lose and look bad against the teams that are way better than you. And the job of your team, if you're a truly mediocre team, is to beat the teams that you are worse than. And they certainly did that to the Denver Broncos here. But they, you know, they didn't necessarily look I don't know that they're worse than the Denver Broncos. No, I'm saying the teams that you are better than. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's. What, I'm sorry if, if, if I said it the other way. The Dolphins are definitely better than the Denver Broncos, so the Dolphins should have beaten the Broncos, and they did. They didn't look necessarily great in doing it. I mean, you look at, look, Jay Cutler was 18 of 31 for 235 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, a 49.2 QB rating in the game. Well, QBR. QBR, excuse me. Yeah, QBR. Yeah. So, it's, not it's great. It's a weird stat. Yeah, it's... but. Not good. It was better than uh, Trevor Simeon's 1.6 QBR. It was bad. Yeah. It was really, really terrible. But, I mean, you look at, you look at a lot of the things, <coughs> excuse me, um, that you would measure. One of the things that you measure when looking at a game uh, and how the team functioned is how well they did on third downs. Do you, do you know offhand how the Dolphins did on third downs in this game? I don't know, maybe 7 for 12? They were 4 of 15 on third downs. Oh, okay, so they were bad. They were very bad on third downs. Um, Their rush defense wasn't great, but Denver got so far behind that they were forced to pass the ball. And, you know, with Trevor Simeon as your QB, that's not a good situation. So... You know, I think as I was looking at this game, don't forget when Cutler threw that interception, when Cutler threw the pick six that allowed um, Denver back into the game. I'm 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 pulling up the situation here. Uh, The Denver went for two point conversion and failed, but at that point, with four fifty six to go in the third quarter. The score was 19-9 to in favor of the Dolphins. That pick six brought the Broncos right back into the game. And I felt, as I was sitting there watching it, I was like, I think if we were playing even a, a moderately competent football team, this is a lot closer game and a game where the Dolphins probably find themselves in a bit of trouble because they weren't... Well, at that point, 
Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. I mean, that's the point where the Dolphins go down, where the Dolphins give up that pick six, and suddenly they find themselves with as well as, you know, as well as things has gone for them over the course of this game, they find themselves only up 10 with, you know, over a quarter to play in the game. And we've certainly seen the Dolphins blow leads uh, larger than that in less amount of time. You know, and if you, if I think the Dolphins were up against a better team, they probably find a way to lose this game. But, you know, fortunately for them, they were playing the Broncos and they, they, they escape with a 35 to nine victory, if that makes sense. Yep. And, uh, it's 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 pretty much the worst thing that could happen. Yeah, you know it really is. To, you know, it's, you know it's what they. It's the old saying is a win is a win, and a win is a win. A win is a win is a win is a win is a win. Except when it's a loss. And by the worst this, thing, by the by worst thing about game, it. Go yeah, go go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say by winning this game, the Dolphins. Who? Let's face it. Let's not get into the conversation about them making the playoffs. Yes, they're within striking distance, but in order to really be, I think the big thing is in order for the Dolphins to really be able to consider themselves um, back in the hunt, if you want to even say that that's possible. The Dolphins are going to have to win a home game against the New England Patriots. Yes, it's a home game. Yes, the Patriots are shorthanded. We'll talk about that later this week. But, you know, they've still got to beat the Patriots and then win in Buffalo and in Kansas City. And uh, those are not easy tasks, even with Kansas City playing pretty poorly at the moment. So, uh, you know, let's not talk about the playoffs. And, and, And again, even if somehow the Dolphins miraculously win the remainder of their games and finish 9-7 and seven and sneak into the playoffs as a sixth seed and, and get destroyed by the Tennessee Titans or the San Diego Chargers, I think, you know, what good is that for the Dolphins? Yes, I understand the fan perspective of you always want to see your team win. You want to see your team win. But, I mean, that would be an while it would be a great accomplishment for this season, it would significantly hurt, in my opinion, the Dolphins' chances to build a better team going forward because of what it would do to their draft stock. They would fall so much further down down the draft order. That's what it would do, in my opinion. Now, some people think this Dolphins team is a little bit closer to competing than I do. We've talked about it at length, what this team needs to do going forward. Um but, you know, it's a very same old Dolphins thing to do. You have the opportunity to keep losing and keep losing and end up with a decent draft pick, but then you accidentally win a football game. Let me play devil's advocate for a second before and and, and I'm gonna entertain this highly improbable uh situation where they end up winning out, going nine and seven, sneaking into the playoffs. If they were to do that, one, they'd have they'd have to have beaten some good teams to 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 do that. And they'd be going into the playoffs as the hottest team in the league. And they'd be playing either the Chargers or the Titans, who are two teams that they beaten that they've beaten already this season. So the 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 devil's advocate, the dolphin fan, the optimistic dolphin fan, the delusional dolphin fan 
would look at that and say, well, hey, here's an opportunity for us to actually do what we set out to do this season, which was make the playoffs and win a game. And so under this scenario, that dream is still alive. So that that's me playing devil's advocate. Okay, you, now, now are now, you done? Are you done? Now, now go wash your mouth out with soap. Now, now one, that's not going to happen. They're not going to win out. So they're not going to make the playoffs. Two, even if they were, and even if they actually won a game, I want you to think about the teams that have snuck into the playoffs and and forget about the the freaking Giants teams that, that snuck into the playoffs and then, you know, carried it all the way to the Super Bowl because it's just, it's highly, <laughs> it's so minuscule the chance that that's going to happen. And you, the fact that you've got the Patriots and the Steelers are two legit Super Bowl teams in your conference, that's just not going to happen. But think about the teams that perennially have snuck into the playoffs in the AFC and then tried to parlay that success. You have teams like the Cincinnati Bengals, teams like the Houston Texans, teams like a couple of years ago, the Indianapolis Colts, teams like the Kansas City Chiefs. These are teams that perennially have gotten in as wild cards. And what happened is they were not close to the New England Patriots. They were not close to the Pittsburgh Steelers. But they got to the playoffs, and occasionally they won a game in the playoffs. So they fooled themselves into thinking that they were close. And they continuously tried to take that next step every year, even though they really weren't close. And what happens is they st- they end up stagnant at that same level for three or four years, and then the bottom drops out. Yeah, I'm going to quickly go through some of these AFC wildcard games over the last several years, the vast majority of them not close. Last year, the Steelers beat the Dolphins 30-12, to and the Texans beat the Raiders 27-14. to the year before, Kansas City blanked Houston 30 to nothing, although Houston proving to be a little bit of a, um, I guess, the exception to the rule here. Pittsburgh beat Cincinnati 18 Well, what did Houston do when they, when they won? Because Houston never got to the AFC title game. They no. win against a mediocre wild card team. Because they're playing in a Yeah, in and a then division. they got stomped by the Patriots 34-16 in the next round. Exactly. And I mean, and it wasn't until the bottom dropped out for Houston and they they lucked into uh, getting Deshaun Watson. I mean, I guess the bottom didn't drop out. They 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 managed to get Deshaun Watson at a pretty good value in the draft. Now that they have Deshaun Watson, who, you know, right now is injured and the whole Texans team is injured, they're in a good position to actually do something going forward and they could actually be close in a year or two but until they got a real quarterback they really weren't close they were a lot like the Cincinnati Bengals they were a lot like 
you know, whatever team, the Tennessee Titans, you know, these, the teams, these teams that sneak in at nine and seven and they're not really even as good as their record is, it's, it's false hope. And you have to look at it and say, you, you can't just evaluate yourself based on your record. You have to dig deeper and say, look, how close are we not to being a playoff team? How close are we to being a championship team? And until you can legitimately say that you are close to being a championship team, you should not be treating your your offseason as such. Yeah, and so it is a disadvantage in a lot of ways to end up going to the playoffs because while it's, you know, listen, this was, we said it from the beginning, this was pretty much a lost season for the Dolphins as soon as Tannehill went down and basically anything that happened in that season was sort of gravy and it was going to be a season of just sort of evaluating where the rest of your team was. And over the course of the season, we've seen where the rest of the team, where the rest of where the rest of this team was. And, you know, fortunately, I guess if you if you're one of those people who really wants to see the Dolphins make the playoffs and listen, as a fan on game day, I'm always there cheering for the Dolphins, right? I'm not one of those people that'll sit there and actively wish for us to lose, although I think I did have a snarky comment on Twitter about how how a loss was still within grasp for the Dolphins when uh, Cutler threw the pick six. You know, on game day, you're always there cheering for your team because that's what you do. That's what that's why you watch the games. But you know, if the Dolphins end up making the playoffs and and lose in the first round, get get stomped in the first round by somebody, I'm not going to feel good about that. I'm not going to say, "Wow, how great is our team? We're really close to winning a championship." No, we only got in because the AFC is is a terrible conference. I mean, you look at the you look at the AFC right now, and there's New England, and there's Pittsburgh, and those are your top two teams. And and I I almost hesitate to put Pittsburgh in there at this moment. The way they've won their last couple of games, they've they've not looked great. Um, but <coughs> excuse me, there's New England and Pittsburgh, and then you've got Tennessee and Jacksonville in the AFC South, and it will likely be Tennessee that wins that division. And then in the AFC West, you had Kansas City, who was really hot, but they've fallen off. And suddenly you've got the Chargers, who started out really bad, but are turning it on. But neither of those two teams, I think, if you put those two teams in the situation where they had to travel to Pittsburgh or New England for the AFC Championship game, is going to beat one of those teams. And nor do I see the Dolphins as being able to do that, too. Even if they manage to sneak into the playoffs and knock off somebody in the first round, I can't see them going to New England or Pittsburgh and getting a win. So, I mean, you know, we've, we've said what this team needs to do and what they need to do is, is lose. That would be the best thing for them in the long term. Um, but, you know, even a broken clock is right twice a day and the Dolphins managed to uh, do, be right uh, against the Broncos and they got the victory. And with the victory, they improved to five and seven. And they are now currently slated to be the 13th pick in the NFL draft looking ahead to uh, the offseason. As it stands, of all the five and seven teams, the Dolphins are picking last at the moment. I guess after all the tiebreakers are, are assessed, the Dolphins would be at the bottom of that five and seven heap, which means in the playoff sense of things, they're, they're the best of all those five and seven teams. But let's not think about that at the moment. 
Um, so there we are. That's that's where the Dolphins are at. Listen, this was a fun game. Uh, I think as a Dolphin fan, because you like to see your team win, you like to see your team score a lot of points, and you like to see your team escape a game relatively healthily. Um, with you know, with the injuries that the Dolphins have had to deal with this season, it was a nice thing to uh, to see them get that win at home. So, way to go, Dolphins! And now we look ahead to a big home game against the New England Patriots and. You know, if there's, and we'll talk about this when we do the preview show later this week, I think if there's one thing the Dolphins can hang their hats on is that occasionally Tom Brady has an off day when he comes down to uh, visit Hard Rock Stadium or Dolphin Stadium or Pro Player Stadium or Landshark Stadium or whatever it is. Um, So who knows? Maybe there's something to be positive about looking ahead to that game, but we'll talk about that later on this week. In the meantime... It's time for us to wrap it up this week. So, Brain, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? Can find me on Twitter at Aaron the Brain and writing on DolphinsReport.com. And of course, you can find me as always on Twitter at Amplified to Rock. You can follow the show on Twitter at Same Old Dolphins. You can download, rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes. Oh, don't forget to follow Bad Bruno at Bad Bruno Punk. They give us the fantastic Miami Dolphins theme song that we use as our intro. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud. Leave us a comment. Tweet at us. Let us know what you're thinking. What do you think of the show? We always like to hear from all of you. So if you've got thoughts ahead of the Patriots game, tweet at us at Sam Old Dolphin Show. We look forward to hearing what you think, and maybe we will share some of your thoughts on the air in that Patriots preview show. For now, that is going to wrap us up this week. So for Aaron the Brain, this is Amplified to Rock. This is Josh. We will talk to you again next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Go Dolphins! Miami's got the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal.